Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 725. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about how to avoid working from home burnout, because so many people are working from home, and you might not be used to it but it is something I've been doing for over 10 years and love. So if you're having trouble adjusting or you're just feeling really burnt out with this whole coronavirus and having to work from home, I'm gonna share with you an article first about what other people are saying about working from home. Maybe you'll feel a kindred spirit with some of the frustrations, anxiety, and issues that they're having, but I'll also share with you some of my favorite things to do to feel better and to not feel like you're constantly working when you're at home. So first, this article comes to us from CNBC.com, and it was written by Michelle Fox. And it says, it turns out that ditching the commute and working from home in your sweats is not all it's cracked up to be. Juggling your work and home life, Zoom calls instead of in-person meetings, and probably parenting and homeschooling kids, it's no wonder Americans are exhausted. In fact, in a recent Monster survey, 51% of respondents admitted to experiencing burnout while working from home during the coronavirus pandemic. Their home, which is normally a sanctuary and place to rest and relax with family, has instantly morphed into their office, said Vicki Salemi, a Monster career expert. That's despite taking breaks for self-care throughout the day. 71% of those surveyed said they were stepping away from work for things like walks or spending time with family. On top of that, we are isolated from those outside our immediate family, facing uncertainty about our health and the status of the virus, and parents are parenting all the time, added licensed psychologist Melissa L. Whitson, an associate professor of psychology at the University of New Haven in Connecticut. There is also financial anxiety. While those working remotely still have a job, as opposed to the more than 30 million Americans who have filed unemployment claims since March, there is still the threat that they too could lose their paycheck or have their salary cut at some point if the recession continues, she said. There is still that, I need to work while I'm making money now and also to show that I'm a good employee so they keep me on, Whitson said. There's that added pressure onto it. Alana Acosta Lahulier, 41, understands that feeling of burnout. With two children and a full-time job, she is exhausted all of the time. She helps with the schooling of her seven-year-old daughter and nine-year-old son while she works from home full-time for an electrical contractor. Her son has attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and is on the autism spectrum, so he needs some extra help. Her husband works out of the home as a police officer. I'm constantly on the verge of a panic attack, said Acosta Lahulier, who lives in Parsippany, New Jersey. While her employer is very understanding, she feels the need to get everything done correctly. 
I find myself working all the time, even when I should be getting ready for bed, she said. I feel an obligation to get everything done, even if it's to the detriment of my own mental health. On top of that, she has mother's guilt. I need to make sure that everybody I have to take care of has everything they need, she said. I put this constant pressure on myself. For 45-year-old David Hoffman, who lives in Raleigh, North Carolina, and leads operations for a business unit of a large multinational company, the stress sometimes causes him to get really short and snap. As the primary caregiver during the day to his three children, who are in first, third, and sixth grade, he spends the day giving advice on their various school assignments. He's also trying to get his work done. Eight weeks of constant abnormal working and this heavy support and kids stuck in the house is stressful, said Hoffman, whose wife has a full-time job in healthcare administration at a local hospital. He finds himself starting work earlier than he did while in the office, working later and doing more work at night after the kids have gone to bed in order to catch up. It's just this monotony, this depressing monotony, he said. It seems like it never ends. You go to sleep and you are right back at it. So now the article goes into a section called How to Cope. The first thing you should do is be kind to yourself and know that the stress manifests itself differently in different people, Whitson said. You may be more angry or irritable, or you may appear to be more depressed or withdrawn. Recognize and accept that you may be experiencing any of these symptoms. To help alleviate the stress, try to implement a routine and structure in your day-to-day life. When you are always on, your system gets overwhelmed and exhausted, Whitson said. Monsters Salemi recommends waking up each morning as you would if you were commuting to your job. Get dressed and have breakfast. Put it on your calendar and have a routine around it, she said. At the end of your normal workday, stop working and put your laptop out of sight. If you are juggling kids' schoolwork and parenting, build that into your routine as well. If you are able, work in a different room to do your job so that you can focus better. Trade off parenting duties with your partner if possible. Building a sense of community can also help, Woodson said. Make a point to have virtual meetings to connect with colleagues and online social gatherings with friends. Not only can it increase your well-being, it can have profound effects on productivity and satisfaction in the workplace, she said. Lastly, don't be afraid to reach out for help from counselors or other support networks if you need it. We are all in this together, Woodson said. It is helpful to know that other people are in the same boat. Just find out what works for you, and if it's not working, try something new, she said. It's not one size fits all. End of article. All right, I thought that was really good because this is the softer side of finance, if you will. This isn't one of my hard money articles or investing articles, but it's a really important topic nonetheless, and something I picked especially for you because I feel this sense of people going through this. I know I feel it myself, where sometimes I just feel really overwhelmed. Sometimes my energy's really lagging. Sometimes I just can't get focused. There's a lot going on, and it's been different during the pandemic than it normally is for me working from home. So I think there's just extra added stress of the outside influence of things like having to wear a mask when you don't feel like you want to wear a mask, even though you know it's the right thing to do, but you resent being told to do it. There's this conflict going on behind the scenes with things we're being told to do and feeling somewhat outside of our own power and control than we normally do. So I'm going to share with you some of the things 
that this article didn't mention that I find has been really helpful during this time. So the first thing I would say is television is not always the best relaxer. Sometimes we have a tendency to think, oh, if I just flop myself in front of the TV, it will feel relaxing. Well, let me tell you something. I have found the opposite is the case. Oftentimes the aggression that's on television, the violence, some emotions that I don't really wanna be dealing with are on that television screen. And so I have found that I often feel worse the more that I park myself in front of the television. And I'm not a big television watcher, but I have been doing a little bit of television watching during the pandemic and realized, nope, that's not a good thing. I need to go back to my not watching television habits. And I really felt it during this pandemic. So I don't know how much television you normally watch, but if you're a big television watcher, just try turning it off and walking away and see if you don't feel better rather than buying into the belief system that television relaxes you because I found the opposite to be true. Another thing I love to do is to take a bath. Now, men, you can take a bath too. My dad used to be a big bath taker and I understand why because there's something very relaxing about just laying down, closing your eyes, and feeling the warmth of the water envelop you. There's just nothing like it in terms of relaxation, and it also helps you get a really good night's sleep. So if you can do it before going to bed, that is a lovely way to get a deeper sleep, and that's not always easy to come by around this time either. Many people, including myself, have had trouble sleeping during this time. And so a bath before bed can really help. So does taking a magnesium pill before bed. I have found that to be helpful too as a natural supplement way to get a better night's sleep. And melatonin also can help you get a better night's sleep and is a natural supplement. Another idea is taking a walk getting some exercise, getting the blood flowing, doing some burpees on the ground if you want, or taking a walk outside if it's not too cold can be a lovely way to just get the blood flowing, get your mind a little bit more relaxed, get some clear thinking. Sometimes I just do that when I need to think a little bit or I can't make a decision, I'm having some trouble just staring at my computer, I take a little walk and it helps clear my mind. Another thing that relaxes me is reading something that I really enjoy. So just taking five minutes to go sit in a comfy armchair, put your feet up and relax into something you really wanna read that's enjoyable, that's not business, but has something to do with your hobbies or some creativity can also be really relaxing. Sometimes when you're so exhausted, I find the best thing to do is just not fight it. Just give in and go to bed early. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. It can be much better than trying to relax through using more alcohol, which rarely makes me feel really good the next day or at the time. So I tend not to rely on alcohol and feel better not doing that, but just listening to my body and going to bed early if I need to. Another de-stressor is playing with my dog, or if you have children, maybe playing with your kids, playing a game or doing something fun with them. With my dog, I just love playing with her, giving her some treats, having her jump up in the air to catch the treats. She loves it, I love it. It's just a nice little de-stressor break. Another thing that you can do while you're sitting at your desk 
is have bare feet and get a tennis ball and roll the tennis ball under your feet. What you're doing is massaging multiple points on your foot and there are points on your feet that correspond with your body. So as you are rolling the tennis ball around the bottom of your feet, you're massaging all of these different neurological points that go up into your body and help blood flow and help you feel a lot better. There's something really soothing about it. It's kind of like someone massaging your feet, but you're doing it yourself. And try the tennis ball if you've never tried that before. It's really, really amazing the therapeutic effect that it has. And finally, a lot of people are finding relaxation in cooking. I'm not a particularly big cook, but I have been cooking more. I have been steaming more vegetables and leaving them in the refrigerator so it's easier to build a healthy salad. I also have been doing some gardening. So outside, I've been planting some roses and some azaleas, and a lot of people are getting into planting food. And this is something that's been intriguing me lately as well. It's not easy to grow food in the desert, so I'd have to pick the right things, but I have thought about maybe some hydroponics or getting into something like that. So that's something good that can kind of pique your interest, give you a new hobby, or also come in handy if we have more supply chain problems. A lot of people are remodeling now or are creating offices at home, so make sure it's something that you really like, that it feels like your space, and inspires you. You can look at decorating magazines or online at Pinterest. But one thing that would be great to do right now is to create a vision board. And again, you can do this on Pinterest or if you have magazines at home, you can cut out photos at home and create a vision board. But this is a good time to dream and think about what you wanna do after life gets a little bit more back to normal. Think about the trips that you wanna take or that beach home that you wanna buy or whatever it is that's on your mind, this would be a great time to create a new vision board and create a new vision for your life and where you're going and give you inspiration for future success. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.